Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. This is Season 11, Episode 6. You cannot outsmart this thing. I've noticed that smarter people have more difficulty recovering in the 12-step program than do other people, these other more ordinary people, if you will. By smarter people, I mean those who typically have an advanced degree and are academically and or scientifically inclined. They're cerebral by nature and do not hold spiritual or religious beliefs. They are more likely than not to be atheists or agnostics, despite the fact that they were typically raised in middle-class, faith-based families. They were not subject to abuse as children. Often they report perfectly loving and supportive families, some of whom could afford the very best in educational opportunities for their children. I have met and interviewed graduates of Harvard, MIT, Stanford, and Boston University, among others and have known more than one MD who struggled just to stop drinking or snorting cocaine. What they seemed to have in common, whether they were successful in recovering or not, was a sense of exceptionalism in that they believed they were uniquely immune to the disease. I observed that even those who started to come to AA meetings were inclined to, quote, figure this thing out, and then they thought they could go it alone. The other characteristics they had in common that they were all well paid up to the point of needing inpatient treatment. Yeah, well paid until they got fired like I did. Even then, they were often coddled. Insurance picked up 28 days of inpatient treatment and paid for unlimited outpatient treatment. Their companies usually gave them a month's leave and so on, unless they fired Their failures in finding success and recovering from their addictions can be attributed to these factors. One, they didn't take their condition seriously enough. My counselor explained to me that addicts like me, educated, smart, etc., have very sophisticated defense systems that serve to create an almost impenetrable wall of denial. Two, So long as they're tethered to their careers, their titles, jobs, with some power and status associated with those positions, they feel they have some power over the trajectory of their disease. Some even have the audacity to tell the treatment team how they should proceed to treat him since he was a psychiatrist himself. Three, the greatest obstacle was the refusal to cross the bridge to believing in a power greater than themselves in order to make a serious start at recovery. Sure, they admitted that they had trouble quitting and staying stopped, but the next step was too much for some of them, perhaps. The best way to put it is a quote from a spiritual teacher who stated, Seek not understanding so that you shall find faith. Seek faith so that you shall gain understanding. 
Number four, surrender to a higher power and surrender one's own way of thinking is next to impossible if one is identified with one's thinking of one's so-called rational mind. Even when the addict is known to have done insane things, what can enable a change of heart? One asks. I believe one answer is the degree of desperation that one experiences and the complete willingness to start anew. I was one of those described in our recovery literature as a person who could, quote, float above the rest of you on brain power alone. Here's the story of two gentlemen who tried and failed to outsmart alcoholism and addiction. They didn't know each other, but their stories are so much alike, I couldn't help but put their stories into the same frame for the purposes of illustration. The first of my smart gentlemen was an insanely talented ad copywriter who was paid obscene amounts of money. He wrote for the Lampoon in his spare time on the plane back in the day. He became a well-known director of comedy movies, and I could see his rise and then his fall to death at the age of 52. He lampooned recovery, too, even though he gave it a half-hearted try. He was just too smart and talented, but the disorder is a heartless enemy and an equal-opportunity predator. And it killed him. He died at the age of 52. It's about 25 or more years uh, earlier than the average life expectancy of adults in the United States. They stole his life. The second of my super smart friends acquired a PhD in physics, his treatise being the study of topology, and that is the science of surfaces, if you can imagine. He went on to a successful career in the advertising business as a director of analytics and decided that losing his wife and being separated from his two children was a sign from, quote, on high that he needed to change his ways and stop getting high. He analyzed what went wrong, concluded that what his wife had been telling him all along was accurate. He had become an unstable, angry man who would rather drink than do anything with his family. He entered outpatient treatment, and even though he remained agnostic, he does attribute his change to something that was not of the rational mind, because it wasn't that his mind had really changed, he says. It was because he had a change of heart. A change of heart is such a powerful and moving idea. It means giving up contentment, or contempt, rather, resentment, stubbornness, and hardness in favor of softness, love, and forgiveness. It means giving up selfishness in favor of altruism. One starts to think about giving rather than taking. Sobriety is for everyone, smart or not, but sometimes, as I like to say to the rookies in the program, don't let your mind get in the way of the truth. What have we learned about the futility of trying to outsmart addiction or alcoholism? Well, we learned that, one, educated smart people have more difficulty accepting that they need help overcoming addiction than do ordinary mortals like you and me. Two, According to the experts, this is a class of people who have developed a sophisticated defense system that creates a wall of denial as to the seriousness of their condition. Three, there's a certain arrogance that stands in the way of surrender of their old way of thinking. They think they can study this thing, understand this thing, and then defeat it on their own. Four, the turning point for many of these people is not has not yet been reached. They must make the journey from the head to the heart in order for the internal changes to begin. Five, one does not have to be religious and, quote, God-fearing to accept the idea of a power greater than oneself. 
All it takes is the willingness to surrender one's old way of thinking and accept that, quote, I am powerless over alcohol or drugs on my own. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.